Hi, this is Christopher Lewis. And Tina Bachrath. And welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. And if you're looking for the right partner, we'll help you navigate through today's dating challenges intelligently. And if you're already in a relationship, well, we'll help you keep it fresh. All right, Tina, keeping it fresh as always. And we have a third person here today that's going to help us keep it fresh. We have our first guest. We do. We have our first guest and our special guest. His name is Sandro Debruzzo. Sandro, how are Hello. you? Hello. It's an honor to be here. Welcome. Thank, Thank you for so being here. Much. It's so good to have you. So Sandro um, has written a book, you guys, So You Think You Can Date. Is that kind of like, so you think you can dance, except the dating version of it? Okay, I just want to make sure. I love the title, by the way. It's a great title. Well, it's a a great book because it's a guy's... It's a guy's perspective. I think we're all so used to reading these dating books from psychologists or, right. or life coaches or gurus. And, and so this is just an, this is an unabashed approach to modern courting, as you call it. And it's, it's great. It's, it's just a, it's a guy's yeah. opinion and, and experience. And me being a guy's guy, Sandra, I have to say, I totally appreciate what you've written because it's a, it's on virtually on how I, it's almost a take like, coming from my own eyes on, on the world. And I really appreciate another guy's point of view like that. Thank you, guys. You know, and honestly, it's so funny to hear you say it in, in that way because my old approach was like, look, I'm not a professional dater or a date doctor. I'm just someone who's very analytical and pragmatic and by nature. That's my job. Right. And I hope that my stories appeal to guys and girls alike. But here's here's me saying it like it is. Right. And it does because I felt these are these are the same things that you're saying – that I, as a woman, tell my other woman friends. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you think these are common sense things like dress up when you go on a date? <laughs> Don't show up looking like a crack whore and half wasted because you drank a bottle of wine. Unless you, you want the, the crack whore just Unless for that time being, then that's okay so, too. We're, we're not in judgmental people, Tina. That's okay. <laughs> not judging at all. Don't judge geez. those crack whores. Well, you know, one of the things I was going to ask you, um, Sandro. Yeah. Is um, the, you say something in the book, but by where have all the good people gone? Do you think dating has changed because of the internet and because of reality TV and the uh, it's it's the wor- the worse you act now, the better it is, the funnier it is. Is it become a cultural thing or? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, I think for sure we're programmed, and we become more and more programmed as technology evolves and as there's different outlets and platforms. So. I definitely think that though perhaps initially it was good nature. Okay. We want to be able to offer platforms where people can meet one another because you can, because you work in a whatever, a warehouse by yourself. So hence the rise of online dating and stuff like that. But throughout the years, I think the more and more things kind of evolve, I think the, the more skewed our vision gets. And yeah. then so our, our compass kind of gets worse and worse to understand where north is. So yes, it's like you're saying your picker just keeps getting shitty. Yeah. Bottom line, you know, because it does. Because especially if you've gone out with people and you're you're searching for something, but you really don't know what you're looking for because you haven't really looked inside yourself on what you're searching for. So your picker just starts picking in all different directions, and your compass sucks. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I well, like. Well, also, I, what I like that you mentioned in the book. Is and this is something I don't think a lot of people talk about. You talk about you have this um, this crazy friend who's kind of loud, and so you should pick your settings for a date based kind of on what's good for your personality. Right. If you're a loud, talkative person, going to a quiet coffee shop might not be the venue for no. you to meet 
a date. Right. And it's not like it's a an attack or it's a, a, a an overly thought out strategy, right? It's just understanding kind of where you can best be yourself. Right. And so this this gentleman that we're talking about is is very you know, by his own nature, hyper and just kind of can't can't lock it in, and he's all over the place. I'm shaking it in front of these two because I wanted to kind of illustrate, demonstrate how it looks. And so, you know, God bless him. After a couple of times, he'll get there. He, he okay. kind of chills out and relaxes. But until then, it takes practice. Right. We yeah. all have those type of friends too. Well, let me backtrack just a okay. little bit. I want to know: um, was it during the pandemic that actually, when you sat down and started writing this, or was it long before that? You know, actually, it was long before that. Okay, that's I, interesting. I had these worries, for lack of better words. Uh, I want to say 2019. That's when great. I said I had to write this, and and the initial um, inspiration was just. Having been someone who's dated and, and really wanting the world, let alone forget about the dating community, just the world to kind of elevate its standard, to have some sort of definition of where the bar should be set. Right. And I think that, again, with social media and with, with media in general, that becomes really loose and shaky. It's hard to understand what what's defines as etiquette these days. Right. Because there's so many different schools of thought. So I initially set out, okay, I want to... I at least identify on a piece of paper what the etiquette is, where the bar should stand. And then, then you know, unfortunately, the pandemic happened. But man, yeah. did it speak to that time. Okay. Yeah. Has it slowed down your dating a little bit? I, you know, I honestly was not single when, um, during, so I, I was in a relationship for two years. Okay. And leading into the pandemic, and it wasn't a, what do they call it? It wasn't a... Um, a victim of the pandemic necessarily, but it certainly at that time went away. Uh, so it's really funny having the book come out now because now I'm single again and I have to kind of put into practice what I preach. Right. I get that. Yeah. That's interesting. Very it is. Interesting. But, and going just back to the behavior thing, I think it's so easy with watching the Kardashians and this, um, the bachelor and the real housewives, whatever, what, what is entertainment now? Mm. It's, it's women behaving badly. It's right. women showing up on these dates wasted they wear their heart on their shirt sleeve and so i think that it's i think it has become skewed for younger people dating today no and you're right that they see that this is that this is acceptable behavior so mm. this becomes the commonplace now when you go out to meet someone on a date right and plus on top of that with um you know all the dating apps and things like that and how quickly you can swipe right swipe left and all these things like that you're not really truly the etiquette even of that is kind of falling at the wade side because you're just doing it from a picture. You're not really having to go out there like yeah. you said back like in the old days. You, I like going to meet people at the bars or meeting them at the grocery store, which is a great story, by the way. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and just random stuff like that. That That's where that's the real work. I think so, too. And, I, you know, again, we're programmed, but it's been it's been in a step and in a scale. It's been it's happened slowly and gradually mm -hmm. in such weird ways that. Can you imagine what it's going to look like 20 years from now when a, a kid who grows up now, who's just used to being able to texting his friends yeah. and DMing his friends and swiping That's going to be people, a date. They're not going to go up to one another in bars. That's the bar may become a thing of a really different platform for people. Right. It's just an area where you sit at a table with your close friends and get wasted instead of once upon a time where it was a an area to meet people and kind yeah. of talk. And right. It was a group thing. It was that's. I still love that. By Maybe the way, Maybe marriages yeah. will start lasting longer then, Ooh. because then you won't have to talk to your partner. What do you mean you can sit right next to <laughs> right next to him? I'm sitting right next to you, honey. This movie's so great. How's your dinner? 
What did you mean by that last text? <laughs> Can I get you something refrigerator? Go get it yourself. That's what it's going to start being. All right. Um, so we're going to move a little bit forward. We're going to talk more about your book along the way, but sure. we're going to get into our topic for the day, Tina. And um, Sanjo, this is right up your alley. And we chose something that I think that you're going to use a lot of your expertise in this as well. And it's basically called today, the topic is... Da, 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 I call it quality control, you know, where you have, we talk about your, what makes you attractive to others and the vice versa of that. And also your priority quality, uh, sorry, the priority qualities you look for in a mate. So um, let's get into the fact of basically what makes you attractive to others. I want you to really think about that. Well, I, mean, I told him I have a long list for myself. Tina wrote a book. She's got a book on it already. Yeah. You thought you took you two years to write your book. This one wrote this book in about five minutes. Whoa. <laughs> no, um, you know, I think, and again, you talk about priority qualities in, in your book, and it is more than just being smart and funny. So for myself, um, I think it's the confidence that I have. I still remember when my husband invited me, this was one of our first meetings and he was having a reunion uh, in his backyard, a college reunion. And he goes, I, he never thought I would go. He's like, you actually showed up and came through the backyard, not knowing a single person there. And he thought that was really great. Yeah, but you have a great personality for that well, as well. Well, I, I, I have um, I have the gift of gab. <laughs> if, if, if I can't have a conversation with you, something is seriously wrong because I can talk to pretty much anybody about anything. And so we'll scratch that um, off her list on what other guys are looking for, like that. What makes her attractive? The gift of gab. Yeah, the gift, gift of gift gab. gab. So if you take me to a party. I don't have to have my hand held. You're okay to go talk to whoever you Love want to that. talk to. Yeah. I will be fine by myself. That's huge. So those are, you know, those are um, uh, deeper qualities, right. of course, than, oh, I'm attractive or, right. oh, I'm funny or. Right. And those you know. are like, you know, like, and something you said from your book about those qualities, and that's what makes a very good point. Um, like, I look for someone as one of my qualities is someone who's independent because it's a huge quality. And I know when, like, for you, especially when I meet someone, that's almost like a test for me. Like Tina said, if she, if this person can go to a party and just, you can just do your own thing, she floats off in a different direction and is totally fine on her own. That's a huge plus for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know, and it's, you would assume that everybody would seek some sort of the independence. I, when I go on dates, I don't think there's a single person who says, I want someone dependent. Right. <laughs> uh, that nobody says that, but it's not true. I think some people are programmed or just like to have a little bit more of an entanglement with somebody yeah. else. But I also agree with you guys that having, for me personally as well, having somebody who can stand alone and is strong next to you as opposed to strong behind you. That's, I love How that. many times have you been with someone and you take them to a party and if you look at somebody else, glance at somebody else, or you talk to someone else too long, I actually had someone come up to me. Um, there was another couple at a party I was at. They weren't married yet. They were dating. But somebody came up to me and they go, um, I think you've been talking to, to so-and-so for too long. So I had been talking to this, her boyfriend, uh -huh. and I, evidently it became uncomfortable so, See, that's you know, weird. there are those people that you have to be careful how long you spend talking to someone of the opposite sex because the other person is seething. Right. Mm. And I think you probably, I mean, I can understand a little bit of that because it's that thing where I call it checking in with your, with your um, date or your, whoever your partner is. Because when you're at a party like that and you're gone a little too long, always make sure you come back and you okay, da, da, da. That I understand. But just the whole like steaming in the corner or looking at you going, it's like, why don't you go over there and join the conversation? Mm. But I think that happens more times than not. Would you, would you think? 
I mean, I think, you know, it's, it sounds like in this example, I, I, how can you control how long someone speaks to another person? I think really, doesn't it kind of fall back on the foundation of the two? Like, shouldn't she be okay with that? Because she knows this person cares about her deeply and clearly there's some sort of click. And if she really had, see, I agree with him. I do too. Oh, I totally do. But I also like, like I said, I feel like if that person has a problem, he or she should make their way over. Hey, just want to see what's going on. And that way that's on them. I think that's more on them than the person having a conversation. They don't. You, they wouldn't even know what they're talking about. They could be in right. some deep conversation about something. Right. It takes and, some time. And to defend Denise, I mean, in, in that instance, okay, let's pretend that there, there really is just a. No one's really aware how long they've been off to the side. Then you should just go over and say, like, you know, hey, and can I talk to you for a second? Just be like, I haven't seen you all night. Where you been? Right. <laughs> What's the reason? Maybe they're talking about something very deep that, that there's the two of them only know about. Who knows? We were talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to join in? No, thank you. Okay. Really funny. All right. Well, Alessandro, Alessandro, tell me about some of your, like, what do you think makes you attractive? Before we get into your priority qualities, what, is, what are your best qualities? Mm. What do you have to offer? Oh. Yeah, hopefully something. Um, <laughs> I get the ch- the chief complaint that I get dating um, and have gotten dating in Los Angeles specifically, because mm-hmm. I have to say it's Los Angeles specifically, is girls who want someone who has a, who they, I'm sorry, they don't want someone who lacks direction. They want someone who's ambitious, someone who has their stuff together, for lack of better words. Um, I have that. Okay. And having like kind of, paid attention to the fact that that's a chief complaint i'm i'm happy to be like well don't worry i do you know it's <laughs> i have it together so don't worry about that so i hope that my drive and my ambition and my tenacity that existed my entire life um hopefully helps uh right be an attractive quality and i think that a, a woman should see that at the beginning because of the effort that you put forth into the date in itself and how much attention you paid to this person and stuff as well mm-hmm. i think that pretty much shows that you're um ambitious and determined and driven how long have you lived out here sandro because i know we talked yeah. about you in the, a lot of the book when you're dating was in uh camden new jersey was it no some of so okay. the, the whole sequence of event goes um and in the United States, it was New Jersey, young, so ver- virtually no dating there. Okay. Um, then New York for a long period of time, which is where a lot of okay. um, the other half of the, the puzzle kind of goes in terms of like inputting my analytical observations. <laughs> and then Los Angeles, which is the other other side of the sphere, right? Um, I've lived here seven years. Okay. okay. And so, because Chris and I, many of us have this conversation. Don't you feel Los Angeles is a different kind of beast oh when it God. comes to dating? Such a beast. Yeah. It is a different playing field for sure. Okay. Right. You know how like in some Olympics when they like, they or even like FIFA World Cup, they talk about like some teams can't play this elevation because the air is too, th- it's like that right. in LA, the air is too thin or something. So yeah. you really have to. Well, you've, you know, it's funny, you've gotten both coasts and they're both very different. And so you should be well, great in Texas. (laughs) I'm ideal for North Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you won't have any problems at all there. No, but I agree with Tina. Like, like Los Angeles, it's, it's a tough because it's a different scenario. But where I feel like when I was in New York for all my modeling days and stuff, I mean, the girls were just like, it's just a different shell that they put on there. Yeah. And it feels like it's like you have to get like a hammer and like a chisel and chip away just to even say hi to them. I'm going to generalize. I, I got this 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 strong sense that in New York, everyone means business, regardless of what business you're in. Right. And regardless of what you're doing, they mean business. That's a good point. Because you, if you go outside 
and you got to go meet somebody, you're getting on a subway, you're taking a cab, you're spending money. There's a commitment level yeah. to getting outside and doing it. That's a really good point. It's a theory. It's, and then in LA, everything's a little bit more airy-fairy and loose. And also LA attracts a different group of people, right? It's a little more creative and entertaining and... Um, People looking to um, reinvent themselves. Yes, and do multiple things. Yes, right. Often that they should. I'll yeah. be honest. This is my, my theory. <laughs> so um, you get it. You get a different pool of people, and you, and it is it. It's very no matter how. If I were to, if someone were to listen to our podcast and go, great, I'm going to prep before I go to L.A. As much as you prep, I don't think you can kind of no really you have to calibrate it takes a yeah. while yeah but it's but i feel like that's with anywhere you know it's almost like saying if we went to a small town being city folk city folk we're gonna go to like a small town it's a whole nother beast there and like you said something in your book if you go to a small town there's only like two or three places to go yeah. everyone knows each other and so right away if they already know each other you're kind of already out yeah but they're all looking for fresh meat at the same yeah. time <laughs> so. but you know los angeles as big as it seems if you run in the right in the certain you see the same. You get this to know true. a lot of the same people. Yeah, but that's an indie scene. You probably saw it in New York as well. It, it can definitely be a small world. If you stay in your little triangle right. of, of existence, you can run into the same people. But I think what I enjoy living in cities is that I like being able to have new and um, people who can kind of like, you know, be there to meet and or, right new know. experiences yeah, virtually new experiences, yeah for sure. let me ask you this so off of this note dealing with what we're talking about in our topic um you said something around well one of the questions i that i appreciate from you that i think is probably just from meeting you today is probably one of your most amazing qualities is that you communicate seems like you communicate very well on what you want to others and you leave nothing no stone unturned you know, you're a very open book. And I appreciate that because I'm like that as well. And as Tina knows, like, and I appreciated a guy who can actually be open, say what they want. And then when that person down the road, you're like, I told you this from the beginning. Why, why do you think I'm just shocking you now with this all of a sudden epiphany that you just felt? That I think is a great quality about you because it's very rare in guys that tell them what they want. For you, both you know, as well. most people just kind of just throw it out there. Tina does this a lot. She just throws shit out there in the wind and just kind of makes you pick the pieces out of the air. <laughs> no, but you have a great personality. Thank yeah. you. You yeah. weren't afraid to come up to the door. You're very outgoing. Super very easy nice going. looking. You have a really great smile. Yeah. <gasps> See, bonuses. Okay, you know, so the, you named some more of this. Yeah. I can't take a smile picture. It's just immediately like. <laughs> Jeez! Like, <laughs> so people go, look at that great. smile. Yeah, no, but you seem like you're a very easygoing guy, and that and that's important because, which also, in my eyes, says that you're very secure with yourself, and yeah, that's huge, yeah. huge. You know, there's no, like I said, there's no hidden agendas. And so, Tina, what else do you think about that? Um, you know, I what I keep going back through some of the some of the things in the books, like the priority qualities, mm. and but something that you kept going back to, which I so appreciate, and this is something that I constantly tell people. Only I use the word um, classy, mm. and you use the book in the word in the word in the book elegance. Yeah, mm. you like it's there's certain elegance about a woman. And um, I think that's so important when you're going out on a date and putting for your best foot forward. Yeah. And I've had girlfriends that I try to say, you know, do you think maybe you should wear maybe another outfit or, <laughs> you know, maybe you shouldn't wear the, the 
the earrings and that little top that make you look right kind and, of and this goes back to one of our pockets where it's called step your shit up basically yeah. <laughs> you know it's like pre- presentation is always key um you know you can still be the dirty girl underneath it all i don't mind that either yeah. i think every guy still wants a little bit of dirt underneath that but little i think it's just, knowing your audience yeah when you're unsure of who you're meeting you don't know who this person of is of course so putting your best foot forward and these are all common sense things the people, again, I don't know that they think about, right. depending on the age group. You know, you talk about, um, and which, which is what I love too, the birds of a feather theory, so to speak, mm-hmm. and the, the meeting the friends maybe too soon, the two crazy friends. And again, these are all common sense. Don't go to a wedding. Don't meet someone's parents right away. And these are all things that you talk about, but giving it a guy's point of view right right. yeah i I think you know someone once said um that the way that you present yourself is a reflection of the manners that you want to exude out there so it's not like okay i'm someone who loves to wear sweatshirts and then i'm not being me if i go out and wear you know something different right you can be yourself and you should be yourself but you know ultimately if you're going out and putting any effort in the way that you look just you know to meet somebody and, and get that kind of rapport it's a respect for them. You know, you want to dress up because you're meeting them, not because you have to put on an air or because you want to be yourself. Right. Well, I think you have to be what you want to attract. Yeah. If you want a classy, sophisticated partner that's going to treat you respectfully and, and also show up looking, you, you, you owe it to yourself and that other person. You have to reflect what it is you want. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I agree with that. Um, off the note of like, once again, the priority qualities on those, um, you've had mentioned a few in your book that you're, what are your top three? Let's go with your top three priority qualities. Did I want I know, another partner? I know that elegance was probably one. Um, and you had a few that you had said in your book. You- yeah. And elegance, you know, for me is such a, um, misused word because I, I, when I think of it, I think of a way that someone holds themselves as opposed to necessarily the way they, they dress uh, and dress and, Correct. and you know, so I think that elegance comes across very strong um, for for a woman. I think that that can really show you know good upbringing. It can show respect to people and the people around them. And I, I love that. And I've actually paid that compliment honestly to only a handful of girls. And, and normally it's really taken aback. I go, you know, can I just say? It's usually how it goes. Can I just say that this was great? I I don't know you well enough, but you, you seemed very elegant tonight. And there was like. What? <laughs> elegant? I said, thank you. I, I guess that's great. I'm like, no, 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 it is. And let me explain. So elegance is, is definitely, um, such a great thing. And don't um, you feel, oh, sorry, I'm going to have a you panty continue, dropper, but. Isn't it? You're what's so, it? I said, it's kind of a panty dropper. You're so <laughs> yeah, it is. Whoa! And I was going to say, you can tell when it walks in the room sometimes, right? And it's almost like that instance, like, and Tina, you have that quality about you as well. Tina, when she walks through me, you're like, she's just always so poised and put together. But it's like right when they walk in the door, you're like, that girl has that quality. Presence, yeah. My girlfriend has that quality. Like when she walks in the door, the same thing. You just like, no matter if she's in her scrubs or if she's dressed to the nines, she just walks and you just kind of go, that girl's classy and elegant, you know, with the under the line stuff of not dress and things like that. But I get totally what you're talking yeah, about. And, and I agree, Tina. Yeah. So, Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. <laughs> she keeps everyone in check on that she as well. All right. So what are your other ones? The then? other ones, I, I love kindness. I think kindness is also um, something for me that's a top value because I love being able to witness it as opposed to being a part of it. Like if, right. if, if the girl I'm with is just kind of other people, it's so warming and 
reinvigors your faith in humanity. Kind of makes you look like, like shit when they do that, right? Like, <laughs> oh, why didn't I think of that? You know what I mean? That's like, damn. <laughs> I should have said that. But something else I really liked is mm. that you really take the bull by the horn, so to speak. When you are interested in someone, you, hey, let's <clears throat> let's meet at this place or I can pick you up at this time, at this and you are, um, you're, it's, again, it's what you think a guy would usually do. And right. yet I'm hearing so much that they don't. Anymore. They don't. Stick in charge. That yeah. standard, again, what we think is, is, and it boils back to like, oh, I want someone smart, funny. Those things you think, you assume, oh yeah, I want that, but they don't exist anymore. No. no. So I think, and I, I'm in the, the school of thought that the man should definitely offer with all respect the, to make the plans in the first date. It says a couple things to the female. Um, or, or the significant other or the person they're courting that just says like, you know, I really mean this and I want to figure it out. Right. And in turn, the, the, the woman or this, the other part of that party should let them kind yeah. of say that they do. Okay. Let me snuff out because words are can only take you so far. Actions. Do you have your, your shit together? Right. Where and, are we going? Yeah. Right. And Sandro puts it in a good way. And so I'm going to say the caveat of that because, and, and guys and girls who are listening right now, that doesn't mean that someone who's going to go out and plan the whole day and be a douchebag all night long. Let's not forget that because right. there's a big difference of like planning something and being strong and confident about what you're doing for this woman on this date, but not being overbearing and an, an asshole well, or a douchebag. Well, chivalry isn't dead. Yeah. I mean, there, there are people that... That um, respect women and really kind of, if you will, if you want to call it old fashioned, I don't, but maybe it is now, um, to take control of the situation. Right. And this is this is how it's going to go. And yeah. so, with that, I was going to ask you, what do you have any suggestions for guys right now trying to date in this pandemic? Mm. How how where to meet or how they should handle that? Right. Yeah. Um. I I, I guess I could I could offer I guess what works for me and, and it's actually really funny. Last night I went on a date. Okay. And oh, uh, we went out and the we waiter. We have lots of time. Uh, but we, <laughs> um, the waiter asked me, he goes, hey, could I ask you a couple questions? And it wasn't because I was the champion of the evening. But I think because he too was like during this pandemic kind of like disillusioned as to like what's the right way to go about doing it. So I suppose the uh, advice that I'd offer is, is you know, um, respecting the fact that everyone has come out of a weird year in yeah. a different way. Whether that be financially, which I've seen a lot of. As a consultant, whatever I've seen it emotionally, definitely still exists. I think being true to yourself and doing what's comfortable in your lane. Okay. But understanding that, you know, everyone's fragile. And so, you know, keep the dates that you make. Don't flake out. Go on them because people want to meet one another now yes, for a do. lot of reasons. Yeah. Right? I think that offering what you can offer. So let's speak to the financial part. If you didn't work a lot. Have a nice walk. Go for a nice hike. Go for a coffee. I think people still want to do Which seems that. to be a good norm right now yeah. with this time. Especially I heard like a lot of our friends yeah. and things who are single said hiking or just that type of date. Taking the, the dog to, go. to the park. Sure. Meeting at a park. Yeah. Was this the first date, by the way? This was the first date last Okay. Night, yeah. oh, so how'd it go? It went really well. Okay. Um, Can I ask, when you both sat down, yeah. you were mentioning something about how um, everybody wants to get out. Did you both just sit and take that that side relief like, hi, you know, like this is face to face? I think I you get that when you when you take the mask down, believe it or not. <laughs> when, when this kind of comes off, you're like, oh, there you go. That's, that's really you. Good to know. Good to see. Uh, we, it was it was very she was very charming. Um Hopefully, I did did the right thing by you know snuffing out that she had her stuff together okay. equally. Um, that she maintained a certain sort of elegance, which is tough because look, it was online, met online, right? So it, you think 
Um, and with her, I actually didn't do the the little video FaceTime quick, just check to see. Okay, which I forgot you know, that that's a gamble. That's a thing now. Oh, it, oh yeah. it's a thing. Yeah, now. and you have to. Oh yeah, I hear this. Okay. okay, so you just you just went out on a limb and no so video. I went on a limb with this one. It was I love this. Like fun, but you know, I'm in the in, and I should also position it that I'm in the mindset still where I want to meet someone with substance. I want to have a relationship, and I say that right off the gate. I'm not. There's no games. You know how you had said earlier, like. You say what you want and people don't like they, believe they, you or take exactly. You I say, look, this is exactly what I want. Not not a game, not a an angle. Right, men and people don't get men like, really are simple. They are so simple. they really mean what they yeah. say, and we'll sit there and dissect it right. with our girlfriends. Well, he said this, but don't you think it means this? And it's like, <laughs> not to the age. It's like now, now hidden means all the time. Right. I wish my my gender was much more advanced, but we are so. And if it's not in the words we say, it's in the actions we make. So if, if he's not talking to you and he's not calling you, then he's not interested. Or he's seeing other people and you have to just take option A or option B and what does that mean to you in your life? Right. That's okay. true. Now go back and tell me because yeah. I'm sure i sure there's some other listeners out there. What is this Facebook thing? Mm. What is this video? You're, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So so, so coming out of, of, a, of a year of let's – it's not, and, I, and not to go down this negative subject – but coming out of a year of not just the pandemic, but all of the the, the really um, tense moments, all the very heightened areas that have happened, which brought it a lot of opinions and brought it a lot of insecurities and and you know um, certain people coming out of any direction. So weird year. Now would have to be the time where you kind of flush them out. And and I've done a handful of video chats, and glad I did because immediately when they come aboard, there's. A couple of evident factors. There is, and this is going to sound insensitive. Okay. Okay. There's the COVID-15 that has certainly happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's and, not and I feel That's awful for everybody, but it's it's has happened. Right. Yeah. Right. Not a deal breaker, but it's worth seeing if it's important to somebody. Right. Um, then there's kind of their adjustment to being social again, which is is a thing. Some yeah. people haven't talked to a lot of people. Yeah, it is an adjustment. It's it's almost it's like saying you're. It, same as if you're restarting a date again. Yeah. Like if you've been off the mark for a while and you get back out there, it's everything's an adjustment. So I get that. And then have they flourished in this time too? It's it's kind of interesting to get get that person. But I think that just the frequency and the variance throughout the year necessitates a just a even five minute FaceTime video just to kind of see how this other person really is based off a profile they probably made over a year ago. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah, I, why, why do I not think of these things? I'm passing that info. No, you're lucky not to <laughs> have to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's got a. She knows a few people that need some extra help with well, all this sure, stuff. For I, sure, and, and people get depressed, and so I'm sure you get people in their pajamas. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care anymore. I just yeah. want to see someone. Right, full beard. <laughs> just they're like, look, Farrell. Yeah. This is what you see is what you get. You're gonna either gonna date me or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really funny. All right, so we're gonna talk, um, guys. So what we're talking about right now is what makes me attracted to others and priority qualities. And I'm gonna read off a few of the priority qualities. Um, one of them, the main things, obviously, that we all see from the beginning is a physical attractiveness. Um, they also say that there's good financial prospects, kindness, sense of humor, chastity, which basically means being faithful to your partner. You know, I know a lot of people when they come out, they go, that's all I want is someone who's going to be faithful to me, not being a runaround asshole. That's a big one. Um, the, the religions, another one, some people really take account of religion as far as this as well. Um, the desire for children, creativity, maturity, 
openness. You know, I, I, that's one of my favorites. You know, I want someone who's going to be the ideal to partner for me is someone who's open. Um, they have their honesty and integrity is another one. Empathy is huge. Affection. And like you said, um, how someone carries themselves, elegance and classy. That's another one as well. Well, how do you know though, too, on the first few dates? How do you know that somebody really wants kids? And, and, and are they just saying this because they think it's what you want to hear? Tina, I ask them like a psycho on the first date or two. I go, so what's your, what's your, what do you want out of life? So you asked them this. I ask them right away. And I, I don't, but you word it in a certain way. What do you want out of life? I yeah, think just, that's fair. I think that's a fair. I did that with my husband on the second yeah. date. We still laugh about it. I said, Good I'm for just you. telling you, I've been to every nice restaurant in this town. Right. I'm not looking for a free meal. Right. I do not want kids. I just want somebody that wants to enjoy the second half of their life. Right. Because he had already has, he's older and has grown kids. And this makes a lot and of sense. And I was like, if this dude ever calls me again, <laughs> it'll be a miracle. But he called me the next day. So Tina's like this score, 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 score. Thank you. Oh my you. gosh, I was already in my late 30s. I was getting ready to say that so age has a lot to do to with this. I sure. don't want to sit there. And this is another great point you make in the book don't waste years with someone yeah it doesn't take that long to figure out if you want to be married to this person or not i bet within the first six months a couple if they're really they know if they're going to be married or not yeah you don't need to date someone for seven years yeah my sister has done that incidentally but i just i'm like there's no unless you just don't ever want to get married and they'll start out saying that they don't and then you know 5 years into it then it's well he hasn't asked me well cuz you <laughs> told him that you didn't care about getting that's married that's true now yeah. all of a sudden you care because you're five years into it. It's no different than a guy saying, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't mind having kids. And then run underneath all the just give me lip surface sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I get that. All right. So I'm going to throw a little wrench in here just for fun, Alessandro, from your book. Because I thought it was hilarious and I wanted a little bit more. The sleepovers. Tell me yeah. Oh, yes. A what one. a great question. <laughs> I have to tell you, my husband, I, came, I went out over to a friend's house one evening. I came home. He had read your whole book while I was gone. <laughs> yes, he did. He goes, me and this guy were exactly alike about that spending the night stuff. He's like, that was my worst nightmare. It's like, you got to go home. He goes, yeah. I had the thought of waking up next to this person and having to make conversation. Uh, <laughs> he, he and I, uh, we stand alone. You know, I... Um, Here's so here's an admitted you you're only as good if you know yourself right here's an right. admitted thing I know it's it's unique so in in the book I talk about the sleepover being a, a point of contention for me specifically because it's my biggest intimacy factor which is right. it's funny to say out loud but it's uh, I'm saying it as as honest as I would tell anyone else <laughs> the sleepover for me feels like such a a moment of vulnerability um I'll, i will assure you i'll sleep poorly the first handful of times i sleep with somebody and i also never assumed that it was implied you know but right. for a lot of people there's this thing and, and i would love to do a deeper dive into it maybe a second book about who knows but i a lot of people assume a sleepover is, is implied that it is indicative of your feelings about somebody else right and that it's etiquette and i i don't know where that came from that's really funny to me to hear yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's two sides to that because once again, most people, like, I can understand that point of him saying from the one side, 
it's a sense of, um, you know, you guys are together, it's security, it's like, okay, we can move forward this way. Um, but then the other half of it is just like, you know, it's you're invading my space, I want you out of here, why don't I want this person around? So there's two sides of this, I guess. Well, it's, it is a, it's a, it's a really important thing, because then when you when you wake up in the morning, now you have to have a conversation. And what if they don't leave? Yeah, that's What if you the hard want part. them to leave or they won't leave? I mean, I've even had girlfriends that have gotten too wasted at our house and stayed the night. And then they'd get up in the next morning and they're just chirping away. It's like, um, okay, I have a headache right now. I so don't feel great. And you Coffee need to go first. home. <laughs> I, I appreciate that some people see it differently. But the thing I do, I think, right, is I say it. It's not like... You know, they've slept over the next morning. I'm like, you know, I really, I don't like sleepovers. I usually right. say like, you know, this is a thing about me, just so you know. And I'm sure you have your own intimacy thing. I've, I've met people who, and, and a lot of girls have said that like their biggest intimacy, uh, obstacle is uh, being public in, um, uh, public displays of affection. Right. Okay, great. Well, I respect that, even though for me it means nothing. I could do it. I make fun of my friends and grab them in public. So for me, it's nothing. <laughs> um, but I respect that. Sleepovers are tough for me. They're tough. Okay. Right. That's well, like I said, it's just, uh, it's everybody has their own things in that stuff. Yeah. I don't, I, the PDAs for me are fine. The holding hands and stuff that people that are making out in the street, it's like really yeah. no room. I mean, there is like there's, teenagers there's or first, little, like the first days. There's a little bit of a, yeah. you know, of a cutoff where it's, it's nice and then it just all of a sudden goes. In a whole other direction. Do you remember when making out was a lot of fun when you were young? Isn't oh, it funny how so that? Do you remember? It's still fun. At, but mean, for hours, you could do it. <laughs> not for hours for a, anymore. You, no, 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 for sure not anymore. But I remember like being I'm, 15, 14, and you're just like hours, oh, hours. hours well, the time's flying by. Hence hickeys all over the body yeah. and stuff like. Well, I've kissed her enough of the lips. Let me kiss her on the neck right. or on the hmm. tongue. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna start slowly wrapping this up. But um, Sandra, it was great having. You. I just want to end off by saying one thing um, about you, especially. I, I love what you say at the end of the book about success. So that's probably the perfect way to end this book on what you talk about when you say that. Um, everyone has a different meaning of success to them. And I really appreciate on how you said that success. If you feel successful, it's almost transitions over to you being having success in the dating and relationship world as well. If you believe it, it will happen, but it takes work and effort and time. And I love that what you said about that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope that everyone does find their, I hope if anyone reads the book, they, uh, are able to put into play what what minor things I propose and just you know achieve their own level of success and whatever that is and hopefully have some insight you know really well it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful book um, told with humor and okay. honesty and uh, I cannot recommend it enough so, so tell people how they can find your book yes yes let me shamelessly plug so you can find it on Amazon if you just uh, well, hold on let's start start yeah. that over let's talk about tell tell us the name of the book one more sure. time we're gonna sure. let you do the plug oh please okay so the book is called So You Think You Can Date it's by Sandra D'Abruzzo it's available uh, this release is a Thursday but you can pre-order it now and it's available on Amazon or on the publishing website, uh, it's d'angelobooks.com. Great. But I recommend, you know, Amazon's nice and easy in there. And, um, you know, it's it'll be a great Valentine's Day gift. 
I love it. A very timely gift. We have, we have a bunch of friends that are going to need this. Actually, I'm going to just start it, passing to all my guy friends and be like, look, motherfucker, you guys need to like take note of this crap. He so, said it. Yeah. Easily. All right. Well, before we end our segment, um, first of all, it's amazing having you, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, after end of every uh, podcast episode, we are now doing um, um, asking questions from people who have DM'd us and oh, who have cool. questions and dating questions. So I specifically picked one that's dealing with this whole realm of having you here today. Um, from your book and about the topic we discussed. And so um, I'm going to read the question for us, Tina. So this one says, Dear Tina and Chris, so I've been frequently dating and want to get more insight about what guys want. What are the best questions to ask men you date early on to help Sorry, on the to help weed out their dating intentions and to see if you're both on the same page about what you are in a relationship? a great question i'll let you start no okay well (laughs) put you on the spot i'll tell you what works for me i mean i think that uh approaching your first or second date depending on how quickly you want to flush this answer out uh coming in just honestly obviously not being the first question you want to get through the pleasantries of hi how are you let's enjoy each other a little bit and once the first drink has been had you know so what are you looking for what are your intentions what do you want out of dating right now and respect their answer. If they say, you know, I just want to have fun or right. I just got a relationship, read between the lines and understand that that's not what I want necessarily. Do I have the time to deal with this person? Or exactly. The patient? You have to, what you're saying is you have to match it up because if that's this person, I just want to have fun right now. I'm just kind of just dating around. You know, they're not going to be a relationship yeah. material at the moment. Communicate. Right. Ask what they want and say what you want. Right. What do you say, Tina? Well, yeah. It, it's From so a girl's it, perspective. Well, I usually like to ask questions about the family, where are they from, you know, what's, I will never forget being on a date and asking someone about their, their mother mm. and, oh, I, we don't talk. I don't, we, we don't get along. I don't talk to her. So that's a very, that's insightful to me. There's, right. there's definitely some issues going on there that, and then how long have you been in a relationship or out of a relationship? Have you been married? You know, and, and again, you don't want to be like, you don't want to be the FBI and just question, question, question. With a spotlight all over you, on Spontaneously, <laughs> you know, these things do come up and just listen. Don't think you're going to change someone. I know people that always, you know, there's always that, that's a challenge. The fixer-uppers. You know, fi- oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I used to be like that too. You I, like the fixer-uppers? I, I like to be a fixer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can fix this person. I can fix him. And a lot of women, I guess men too, go down that road, but... It's listen to the answer. They're telling you exactly who they are and save yourself a lot of time, effort, and energy right. by, by and, taking it to heart. And like Tina said, don't bombard someone like like you're the FBI interrogating someone on the first date. I feel like it's just like you, just like you said, you should sprinkle out over a couple of dates if you actually have a second date with this person. Because I feel like you'll feel the person on the first date if you want a second one or not. And um, it takes time to get these answers out because, you know, like politics I always hear come into play sometimes, religion and things like that. But um, you don't want to like freaking. Which I would say you should stay away from probably for the first few days. Yeah, don't don't yeah. share your exactly. views. That's what I meant by that. Um, but what is it? What are you Catholic? Are you Jewish? Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. Muslim. Okay, <laughs> see, uh, uh, don't no more discussion right. about what that means and why. Just what are you? Good. It takes time. It's like sprinkle it out there and give it some time. So, um, good question. Thank you for that question. And guys, remember to DM us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, Tina, do you have anything to say before you want to go? No. Um, I just want to thank you again for being here, Sandro. Yeah, and, thank you so uh, much. So great to be here. And uh, so you guys read this book so you can help keep it fresh. Yeah, so you think you can date by Sandro DeBruzzo. Wonderful first guest today, Tina. Yay!
Did we do okay? Oh my god, you guys are amazing. It was okay. so much fun to be here. We're gonna have you on again one yes. day. I, think. I can't right. wait. Yeah. Come on whenever you want. I'll bring uh, bring coffee and, and uh, energy. No, the next time we do it, it'll be drink time. Yeah, coffee, no, okay. Yeah, you know, this, for no, sure that'll be time. that. We should save a topic of very uh, salacious yes. content. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. content. For that we wanted to be on our P's and Q's today for our first one. You, we have a yeah. We got some it's like a best, coming up. First foot forward is very easy. Then the second one we let loose. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Dating Intelligence Podcast. You've been wonderful. And like I said, please check us out and follow us on all our social media pages. If you have any questions, please DM us. Um, Tina? That's it. All right, guys. Wrapping thank you. Thank, thank you so much. See you soon. See you next time.